right, we're back here on JB's Driving Podcast. Jim and Paul, Die Hard 2, Part 2. That's Blink-182, won't be home for Christmas if you're interested. Yeah, it's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. They're still around. Are they? Mm-hmm. They're still around. I haven't heard this song in a couple of years. Anyway, we're back with Die Hard 2. Um, <coughs> very eclectic first episode of this. Um, you can learn all about our politics and about our views on Hallmark movies in the first episode. Yes. Yeah. Everything except for Die Hard 2 <laughs> was discussed in the first episode. As we, as we usually do. We do Black Christmas. We want to go horror. I thought we were doing a Hallmark movie. Are we? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so, uh, the plugs. Let's give the plugs first. Duckpin.com, Brian Griffiths. Um, he's, uh, by the way, did you see that I got that uh, prediction right? What's that? With uh, Notre Dame being USC, UNC. No. When we recorded the episode, I said Notre Dame beat UNC, and we all played like they did. What <laughs> happens? They beat UNC. <laughs> Sugar Tits, Scotty Schaefer's team went down the toilet. He's a UNC guy? Yeah, he'll be here with his girlfriend in a couple weeks. Really? Yeah, man. For the party or for the show? For the party. For the party. It's not a, it's not a party, though. It's a funeral. Whatever. Whatever it's called. It's a clandestine meeting of, you know... The Ref was the other Christmas movie we did. Yes, that's what it was. You're right, The Ref. We just watched that last, uh, Mika and I watched that Thanksgiving night. Every year we watch that Thanksgiving night. So she really likes it now? It's a great movie. Because I don't think she saw it before. No, us, I don't know. Before I'm, we reviewed it. But that movie uh, unto itself is just phenomenal. I mean, every, time, every year that goes by, I appreciate it even more and more. More and more. So so freaking great. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Ref is in the archives if you're interested. Yeah, I can't remember if uh, my kids saw that one yet or not, but I'll probably sit down and watch it. When do you get off? When's your first When's your first day of vacation? Uh, I kind of tried to space it out a little bit because, mm-hmm. like, I had off Thanksgiving week, which is why I wanted to come over and do a, do it last week. Oh. Um, but uh, I had off. I have off tomorrow. I have off the following Friday, and then. My last day is Tuesday, you know, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. So I guess that's, what, the 14th or something? Mm-hmm. And then I'm all for the rest of the year. You got any big plans? Uh, no, because there's nothing to fucking do, that's, man. That's right. You can't we're, go anywhere. can't do anything. Thanks to that blubbering idiot of a governor <sighs> that we have. It's all the fucking same. Well, look at it this way. Do Ghost of Christmas Past. I mean, Ghost I of Girlfriend's Past. Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Yeah. Who's that star? Uh, it's uh, uh, the the guy. Um, fucktard. I can't think of his name now. I can't think of it either. Um, Matthew McConaughey. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I like Matthew McConaughey. I do too. I I don't like a lot of his movies, but the ones I do like, I really like. If that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense, my friend. It makes perfect sense. All right, let's just dive into this movie. Okay. Let's dive into Die Hard 2. Silent Night, Deadly Night. So he left off with uh, John McClane waiting for his wife at Dulles Airport. Yep. Bad snowstorm. Yeah. Which is odd for Maryland. Very odd for Maryland with the week before Christmas. Yeah. Having a bad, like a snowstorm of this magnitude just doesn't happen. Like, very rarely. The last time I had was in 2009. Well, this was 1989 or 1990. Mm-hmm. But that, still. When it took place. So, yeah. But no, we don't get a lot of, we don't get a lot of snow before no. Christmas. It, does, it happens every once in a while. Maybe every four or five years we might get a storm. Yeah. But generally not a lot. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't lay. Like, a lot of times yeah. we'll get some snow and then it just won't lay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, you know, you had a big snowstorm. In D.C., uh, Dulles is south D.C., isn't it? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's in the south part of D.C. I'm not. It's one of that. It's either that one or Re, uh, Reagan that's mm-hmm. in the south part of D.C. I can't remember now. 
But um, even so, I mean, it's south, it's south of Maryland. So, you know, it would be warmer there than it would be here, most likely. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's uncommon. And that's another reason why when you see that very first scene, mm-hmm. you think they're in New York. Yeah. Or Beca- Denver or somewhere else. Yeah, because there's snow everywhere yeah. and they're it's wearing the down. old school, like, 80s uh, blue uniforms that they used to wear in yes. uh, New York. They didn't, I don't think they ever fucking wore those in D.C. I don't, I don't know either. That wasn't great. I doubt it. And, and I doubt that they would be wearing, like, regular cop outfits in as airport cops because mm-hmm. they were essentially airport cops, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, so that, I don't know. There, there's a couple things in this movie that don't, you know, jive. Don't jive. And that's one of them. And meanwhile, um, in a hotel room or something, we, we were introduced to William Sadler, who I totally didn't realize that was him in this movie. Fuck yeah, dude. And he is jacked. jacked. He's naked and jacked. Oh my God. Doing Tai Chi. I'm like, dad damn, the demon knight is jacked. The demon knight. (laughs) I was explaining to my daughter that he was uh, the he was the devil in Bogus Journey, mm-hmm. which apparently she hasn't seen. She saw Excellent Adventure, but not Bogus movie. Journey. He was also um, who was he in uh, Shawshank? Uh, he's been a lot. God, he's been in a million movies, dude. Um, he was Jack. He was wasn't he gay in Shawshank? No, no, he was not gay in Shawshank. Which which movie am I thinking of where he was kind of like? He was in a prison, and he was a gay guy in prison. Or maybe he was just very effeminate. I, I thought it was Shawshank. No, you're thinking of somebody else. Oh. You're thinking of the other guy who looks like William Sadler, who was gay. And sure, but that's not William. William Sadler was the guy who uh, oh, was you taking know, bets or something like that in the beginning. No, I might be thinking of um, Green Goblin. Oh, yeah, um... Yeah, yeah, they look similar. I yeah, they do them. look. Al- they do look a lot alike. Of course, all white people look alike to that, me. That's right. That's right. Um, so, there's t- so there's two things going. Is uh, you have Holly in the air. Yes. Getting ready to land or on the way to land. McLean is flummoxed about the parking ticket at this point. Well, they towed his car. They towed his car, yeah. So he doesn't even have a fucking way to get home now. He's, like, making phone calls. This place is crowded. This airport's crowded. Back in the day when there was no security, nothing like that. A little bit of foreshadowing with the, uh, you know, him getting paged. You're right. Um, you you know, I guess they put it there just so you know he's got a pager. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I guess that was still kind of a thing. Well, it was definitely a thing in the early thing, 90s because yeah. I think I had a fucking pager then. Yeah. Um, well, no, I had a pager in 93, 94. Uh, anyway, so the um, it plays into something that comes up later, but they need you to know that he has a pager. And he calls he calls the number, and it's his wife mm-hmm. on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And they have a light, nice little conversation talking about not going back to, you know, he can't go back to the house. He just wants to, you know, get her and get into a hotel room and order some room service. Room service. And and she take one day some, off, and she's all about that. She's all about that. She's already feeling it. She's already getting excited. Yeah. You know, watching Grandma, to, you know, seat next to her, show off her taser. So, at the same time, as we see William Sadler doing Tai Chi naked, in the background, there is this report about some colonel from some from Valverde, yeah. which is actually the same place that the guy from Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando, was from as well. That was kind of a homage to him. Was it? Yeah, and there. And Br- Valverde is in South America, correct? I think it's. I don't know. It's Valverde, wherever. Oh. Fucking Punta Cana. Um, so. What's happening at the same time as Holly arriving is there's also this plane from Valverde is coming because they've captured the colonel as part of the war on drugs. Right. And they're going to try him in America. Yep. Um, so he's he's going to be landing. Then you see Sadler. If this is a, a, actually a, a pretty ridiculous part of the movie, if there's a little, a few of them. You do see Sadler's balls. You see his ball. Yes. Well, that's another ridiculous part. But when, like, he gets ready. 
he leaves the hotel room and like all his bad guys with him. They oh, all, oh, they all like leave in unison them, and unison leave the hotel rooms <laughs> yeah. and like march behind them like they're about yeah. to do like rent or something on Broadway. Uh, yeah. And there was a. I think that was just to show that they're all like on the same time. I don't know. It was dumb. <laughs> it, it was. Of course, you see the Terminator there. From yep, T two. T two's there. Uh, can't think of his fucking name. <laughs> some some guy. Whatever. Nah, he's he's a bigger time actor too. He was one. Of, he was in X Files for a couple seasons and mm-hmm. done a fucking ton of shit too. But this this was actually uh, director Harlan's idea to introduce Sadler as naked and doing Tai Chi. He went to uh, an effective but unusual way to introduce the character. I can't. I mean, I just cannot believe the shape he was in, dude. He's it's fucking ridiculous. Jack. Like, you could see muscle on top of yeah. muscle. Mm-hmm. Muscle on top of muscle. It was ridiculous. So, so McLean is in the airport lounge right now, now waiting for the land. Yep. And, and it just so happens he deserves two guys. Smoking cigarettes, Smoking dude. cigarettes. Constantly smoking cigarettes, which, by the way, you know, that's the first thing that you notice. If you pay attention, like, I'm watching it on Blu-ray. It looks like every room is full of smoke. Smoke. <laughs> every fucking room is full of smoke. Dude. And you you realize, god damn, this was nineteen this was nineteen ninety. That's yeah. not that is thirty years ago. Yeah. And you could smoke fucking anywhere. Anywhere you wanted to. Just fucking light it up. Haze of smoke. You know, flash flash forward probably like fifteen years, you couldn't even smoke in restaurants anymore. Yep. Think Done. Of, they they killed the restaurant smoking in what, two thousand one? That was like 2006. Was it that late? Yeah, I thought it was, it was 2006. Well, like I said, about yeah, 15 years they later, they you couldn't that, smoke anywhere. They shot that. You know, it was it was good and bad from some. You know, good thing is, like the bad thing is that you you wanted restaurant owners and all that because they thought it was going to kill their bar business, but it ended up not killing their bar business. Well, because go outside and smoke. Yeah, I think it. it I think there was a drop off, but then people just kind of got over got it. Got over it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the good thing is, is like going to a bar, is you didn't have to come home and like wash your clothes and you didn't smell like a freaking chimney. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I was a smoker. Yeah. You know, so it I didn't matter for smoked you. from '93 until well, I don't even know, like 20. I quit six years ago. It was 2013, something like that. So I I smoked for almost 10 uh, 20 years, mm-hmm. and uh, you get used to it. You don't even smell it. You know, I remember my ex-wife used to give me shit about it. And I'm like, I don't smell anything. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But, yeah, it's all in your clothes. It's in your skin. It's in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just everywhere. You have to take a shower and all that. Get out of your hair. You can't know. get it out. It, it, it takes a couple of days. Yeah. Your bed sheets smell like smoke. Everything does. Yeah. So, well, anyway, so he's lighting up like a chimney. He's watching these two guys uh, act suspiciously. Um And he goes to talk to he, he tries to he tries to tell the airport cops airport cops and they just blow him off like whatever it's the, it's the one and the guy the one of the guys who gave him the parking ticket yeah he's like yeah it's you so he follows the guy the two guys acting suspiciously into the baggage area and a shootout happens killing the one of the guys he ends up killing one of the guys and he gets the guy's ID. He wants to find out what's going on. Calls his friend Reginald Valdening back in uh in L.A. and, and back in L.A. and he's in the Twinkie. He, like he of fe- course he is. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's, oh, that's his joke. That's his joke. He eats Twinkies, and um, and through a series of faxes, you find out that this guy was previously killed. Right. You know. He died two years before, yeah. Yeah. and he used to be a military guy who, and according to. He was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, so McLean then relates the situation to the airport police captain, played by Dennis Franz, Carmen Lorenzo, who dismisses the currents as well. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Lorenz, you okay over there, bud? Yeah, 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 I'm paying attention. Like, Lorenz was like, seriously, every other word he used was fuck. Yes. And this, and um, you'll be introduced to him later, but former presidential candidate, late um, Fred, Fred Thompson, Thompson, actually talked to um, 
Talk to wasn't he a senator too? Yeah, he was a senator. Yeah, Lord, talked to Harlan about. It. He's like, listen, um, the amount he wasn't happy with the la- amount of the four-letter words in the screenplay uh, because of his uh, conservative leadings. Right. Uh, uh, he just thought that the the excessive language made the movie unintentionally funny and hard to take seriously as well. Yeah, I I would uh, yeah. almost agree with that. I mean, I, I'm not a language police guy. I yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, you know, whatever you want to say. And I don't know how anybody coming. who's conservative would be a language police guy, but, um, you know, the, I get what he's saying that it does. But then again, they're they're aiming for humor. They're aiming for laughs. Because it's an action movie. You have to have that. that yeah. Laughter. But uh, Lorenz is just over the top. Give me the fucking thing over there. Fucking over there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a – I think he's supposed to be the carrier, you know – the stereotypical uh, chief of police guy, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you've seen time. We've talked about that character. Yes, yes. Um, and that might, you know, and that's why I said that character doesn't really exist in 80s movies, but in 90s movies it did. It explodes. You know, you see it all the fucking time in, in the 90s. So as this is going on... Um William Sadler and his buddies, they go take over this church, which is on the outskirts of the airport. And they just transform this church into like this operations bunker where they hook into the the Dulles mainframe and allows them to turn off the runway lights. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, shit. What's happened? What's happening here? Another one of uh, the, the peon guys. The main peon guy, I've seen him in a million things too, but he usually plays like kind of like an asshole character, mm-hmm. like the the jerk from the the ski slopes or something. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Legs is another one. Johnny Leguizamo. Yes, he, he, uh, he was one, yeah. but he had a smaller part. Like Very he, small part. He pretty much the only part I really remember him doing, other than like hooking up some like wires, was he uh, put the bandages on the um the the mexican general yeah, lorenzo yeah general ramon ramon esperanza yeah and first i it's driving me nuts not to know in this fucking dude's name so i'm just gonna look it up real quick so uh they hack in to the system shut off the lights and then bruce willis finds his way up to the tower um to warn everybody, but it's too late. And Sadler is able to cut into the tower's communication systems, and he's like, listen, there's a plane coming in from Valverde with this dictator. We're going to want him on this one runway. We're going to want nobody there. We want a 747 to fly out of the place with. We want nobody there. And if you don't follow directions, <coughs> we're going to crash everybody. Right. That's what we're going to do in a crash. So the idea is... Robert you, Patrick. Rab- Robert Patrick, yes. Yeah. He's the Terminator too. Yeah, sorry. So, it's okay. So so the entire plot of this movie is you have these former army guys, and this is why last night I said, this is kind of like The Rock, because these army guys are doing it because Lorenzo, even though he was a drug trafficker, was a dictator of Alverde, he also fought against communists, which is kind of like... Um, they might they they model him after Noriega, well just like um and Ed, Ed Harris in The Rock, they were demanding money because of all those POWs that were killed, but not reported because they were on secret missions and he wanted money for their families and they wanted recognition. So giving a justification to why the guy the bad guy is doing something, you you feel that that's enough of a correlation. Yeah, the idea you have these army guys who have principles, their their own principles. Well, I think everybody has their own principles. But attacking though. fellow Americans in order to, in order to uh, extract revenge or whatever, you know, try to press their principles, and that's what they're doing here in the Rock. They had missiles lined up to attack the football stadium. Here they had people up in the air that they were going to crash. I think it's Okay. Oh, I don't. <clears throat> I just don't know that I. 
I, I think that any bad guy in any movie uh, has a way to justify their actions. I mean, that's kind of... Well, I know, but you, you, when you, you came to me and you said this, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really see it. And I'm still of the mind that I don't really see it because it's just, uh, it's, I don't know. It, 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 it I, I'm not sure if I can explain how, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, but you know, any movie you watch, the bad guys have a reason for what they're doing. It yeah. may be a stupid reason. It may just be being evil. It might just be whatever. But there's always a fucking justifiable reason in their own mind. But here, it was just their justifiable reason were very similar. Well, one's a drug guy and that fought communists. Yeah, and the and the and the, another and and the other one is a fucking guy who's taking general. over a general who's taking over because he wants money for people that fought in a war. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how they correlate. That's all. There's there's similar similarities. Okay. Anyway, so that's their whole point. These terrorists can't. Well, the army, old ex army guys, come in to rescue this um, Noriego fellow because they're going to fly him to a non extradition country so he can start keep on fighting terrorists. <coughs> Meanwhile, Willis is up there in the control tower trying to warn Thompson, who's the head air traffic controller guy, and Dennis Franz. Oh fuck! 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 You know, and they eventually kick his ass out. Right. <clears throat> uh, do we? Yeah. So have they crashed the plane yet? Did I miss that? No, 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 okay. no, no. Um, so. Mc oh right, because they have to go out to the wing first. So McLean ends up. Um, McLean ends up. He gets thrown out. He gets thrown out, but he realizes his Holly is up in the air, so he's got to do something to fight these motherfuckers. Right. And so he enlists the help of the guy, the janitor guy, with all his. Maps and shit. Yeah. Argyle Ar yeah. is what I kept calling Ar Ar him. Yeah, Argyle. Because, you know, he's basically the same character as Argyle in the first movie. Right. So, <coughs> so an issue they're having now with, the, with the, the tower control is that because the Sadler broke in, they can't communicate with the planes up top. Right. They're like, the, you know, they can't communicate with them. So they're like, well, we have to go establish recontact with, with the antennas or something like that. So they send... Uh, Leslie well, they knew that they had a new antenna going up. It just hadn't been hadn't been, been set up yet and turned on. Right. So you know they send uh, the the communications guy with a, the SWAT team with a SWAT team out to this wing mm -hmm. of the uh, airport so that they can turn on this beacon yeah. so that they can talk to, to the, the planes. The planes and tell them you know get lost. So they go out there. There's. I thought this was a very cool part because at the same time. They're setting up this SWAT team and all that, and Willis is looking at the schematics of the place. Right. And they're like, the antennas are like, wait a second. You know, he's like, that's like a perfect choke point. Right. You know, and these SWAT guys aren't the 300. So, ends up to be a big fire fight because the escalator and all that. The, the SWAT team is trapped, but John McClane is able to come in just in time to kill some of the people. Yeah. On the well, on all the SWAT gets killed. All the all the they're just they're sitting. But ducks. he kills all the, yeah. he kills all the baddies, and saves the communications guy. Yes, yes. So you know that is important. Um, but then, once they finally get their cells moving again, the baddies blow up the fucking yeah, thing. I thought this was really cool. But Sadler was pissed it happened. He wasn't expecting his men to be killed. He then pretends to be an air traffic controller and has a plane come in, tells him the wrong altitude, and the plane crashes in probably a heartbreaking scene because John McClane runs outside, has the has the flames and all that. He's got these two torches trying to wave the plane in. Right. Plane crashes, and as he's walking, there's like this baby doll, and that gets yeah. you. You're like, Dad, damn it. Well, and I found it very interesting as I'm watching this that we've reviewed two movies that are based on – Airplanes, this one in Con Air, both of them starring Cole Meany. That's right. That's <laughs> that's right. Cole Meany was the air, uh, the the air, the pilot that just crashed, and he was the was the FBI guy. He was the FBI guy yeah, with the with yeah. the vet yeah. in the first one in Con Air. Yeah. So I found that interesting. Yeah. 
So this causes, since the SWAT team is is now dead, this causes the U.S. Army Special Forces team, led by Major Grant slash John Amos. John Amos. John Amos and his nose. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking John Amos. From Coming to America. Coming to America, which is in the archives. And uh, he was the father in uh, Good Times, right? Was he? I'm pretty sure he was. I'm I'm pretty sure he was the the father in Good Times. Uh-huh. Thus my Florida comment. Mm-hmm. So God damn it, woman. McLean is all upset. He goes down to Argyle, who happens to have a radio. Yeah, his name's not really Argyle. Well, it's, 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 you call him Argyle. <laughs> He's got a radio down there that is actually one of the it was the dead guy's radio. Yeah. And he and this allows McLean to intercept the conversation between Sadler and Noriega. Well, yeah, because what we what we skipped there is that they found a walkie-talkie out on out on the um, expanse, and they couldn't hear anything because you had to have a code in it. So it you know conveniently enough when he goes and talks to Argyle, Argyle's got you know one that's got the code in it. And he's like you know I want this, and he's like well, how about twenty bucks? And he's like how about I let you live? So. His wife is up there. He don't give a shit. He's nah. John F. and McCain. McLean. And again, he's doing great in this. He's doing great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, did, did he get winged yet, or is that later? Get winged yet. Like, he gets, uh, doesn't he get shot in somewhere? No, he's about to. This is, a, this is, this is, okay. the, this is the part where, uh, where he, he hears this conversation going on between Noriega and Sadler. <clears throat> right. That there's going to be a, you know he's he's flying in. Sadler lights up one of the airway, the runways for Nor- Noriega to run it to, to to land the plane. And this is when McLean goes through like all these tunnels, ends up on the uh, runway with this big <coughs> like metal crate that he's pushing over. Right. Um, which I think, which I think is cool. They had this whole setup where. Uh, so he climbs a ladder from the service tunnels up the runway and he only gets run over. Um, it was filmed in eight different locations. Okay. Uh, Granada Hills, <laughs> California, when he's running in the tunnel and climbing up the ladder. Los Angeles, California, with the close-ups of Esperanza inside the plane's cockpit. The Mojave Desert in California, with the head-on view of the plane in the sky on the approach. Jesus. Yeah, which is the longest runway ever. Alpena, Michigan, exterior shot of the grating door on the runway. San Francisco, California, real shot of the plane on approach with runway lights in the background. Salt, Salt say Marie, Michigan, plane after just landed rushing towards the screen. Lake Tahoe, California, plane rushing towards McLean in the foreground. And Denver, Colorado, plane rushing towards McLean as seen from behind the front landing here. Okay, and all of that, and I think that this is one of the worst scenes in the movie. Because he's he's like taking forever to get out of oh, yeah. un, from under it, the grate, yeah. and like the plane keeps getting closer and closer. And when he finally gets out, mm-hmm. the grate is still open, like it's sticking up, yeah, yeah. and the plane just runs over it, runs over it, and it shuts down instead of actually hitting the yeah. front wheel and causing yeah, the fucking so plane call, to crash. Yeah, yeah, which it should have, which is exactly what it should have done. But I don't, I don't know, whatever. That is one of my least favorite scenes in the movie. I can understand that. It, um, but then again, it's like this movie is is so good so when good. you so, even yeah. when you have a bad scene, it's still because yeah, yeah. it's just tension building. It, it is tension building. It is it is very tension, and this it's all about tension. You know, you see him almost getting run run over. So he goes he goes and gets him, but that's when Sadler and his team show up, and there's a gunfight. They get Noriega out, leaving. Uh, McLean inside the cockpit. They start shooting it up, throw some grenades. Which leads to my favorite scene. <laughs> is when McLean realizes the only way he's going to get out is if he gets into the pilot seat and ejects. Yeah, because they're throwing all these fucking grenades. Now, explain to me, because I'm, I'm not a military guy. Like, I thought, you know, you throw a grenade. And it hits and explodes. It, hits, it either hits and explodes or, like, it hits and then it explodes in, like, three seconds. I like, have no idea. How the hell did they manage to throw 15 fucking grenades in there I before no it blows idea. up? I have no idea. 
But it is a cool scene. He, yeah. He ejects cool as, as it explodes. It goes up in the air. And that's that's the scene that they used in pretty much every trailer after the release. Not after, before yeah. the release. Before yeah. the release, you never saw that. Mm-hmm. Be- and as soon as it released, like, everybody was talking about it. So, like, all the TV spots had him yeah. fucking flying yeah. in the air like that. Yeah. And, and that had to sell the fucking movie. I remember watching that you know, when I was a kid and I was just yeah. like, this is fucking awesome. Yep. It is fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. So, um, so Sadler gets Esperanza, takes him back to the church. Yeah. Meanwhile, McLean is all flummoxed, devastated, goes back to Argyle and they're looking at maps. Of what's around here? Um, and he realizes that the wires run under. Well, I thought that he figured that out with the black. Dude. I'm sorry, yeah, with the black. That's right, with the with the with the communications, with the, uh, communications, yeah, with the communications guy. guy. I'm sorry, yeah. So they're looking, and the lines ran underneath this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So him and the the communication guy go out to this neighborhood, I guess, going house to house, house and then to the, fucking see if they can find something. And the only thing that's left is this church, this which church, you yeah. would think is the first place <laughs> they would fucking out look. in the middle of nowhere. With people, like a bunch of vehicles out in front. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what? Here's a sentry outside. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, might just be taking a piss. <laughs> might be a sentry. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, uh, you know, they they figure, okay, well, I'm going to go check this out. You uh, call the... Uh, the call John uh, Amos. John Amos. John Amos on, on the ball here. Right. Um, which leads to... The special forces showing up. John McClane getting into a fight with the Sentry, and a shootout occurs. Yeah, but you got the cool death scene there where he pulls oh, the fucking yeah. icicle yeah. off and like just stabs, stabs it in the, the dude's eye, eye yeah. which is okay. But then when the dude falls over and it's just kind of sitting there, it's oh, like that's the that's, fucking cool. That part. is bad. That is bad. <laughs> so. Like, you got that, and that's a pretty cool scene. And then as soon as that happens, like, he's trying to get the hell out of there. So he's, ju- you know, running away and jumps over the fence mm-hmm. uh, just as all the military guys are showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the one thing that, of course, I noticed when I saw this movie when I was a kid, and it's so goddamn obvious if you pay any attention whatsoever, the bad guys all have red tape on their fucking uh, ammo, mm-hmm. on their... their uh, what are they called? Uh, clips. Mm-hmm. So then you see when you're in the fucking, when they're in the truck, mm-hmm. you see all the people putting blue ones on it. It's like, okay, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as soon as the military shows up at the church, you see all the bad guys changing it from the red to the blue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, at this point in time, yeah. they're all in it together. If you don't know that, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm just talking about the, the planning that went into this. They were like, all right. Because they had everything planned to a T. Because mm-hmm. throughout the movie, they're like, all right, just as we expected. So they expected John McClane. They expected John McClane, a random L.A. cop, to interrupt their plans, to find them at the church, to call John Amos. Well, I don't think that's true. I think... Am I missing something? If I'm missing something, Well, fine. I think that that happened earlier than they expected. Yeah. And they were supposed to have this it's like fire showdown, program. firefight showdown at the at the airport, mm-hmm. but you know instead of having this showdown, you know they just get on the plane and fucking leave, and they tell all the cops just like they did to make sure that they don't escape through the airport. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was set up from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I you know, him getting them to the church was obviously not part of the setup, but they already had that as a contingency where they would use the fake guns. I forgot the best line in the movie, too. You're what, the, back wrong, the Vander Johnson line? You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Story of my life. Yeah, that's a great line. That is a great line. So there's a I thought you were talking about the, uh, are you pissing in someone's pool? <laughs> I'm fresh out of chlorine. Yeah, and I'm fresh out of chlorine. So uh, they got a lot of great one-liners. I don't know that there's as many great one-liners in this as there was in the first one, but there are a ton of them. It, it, it's yeah. almost like they tried too hard at parts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They did try too hard at hard parts. But I liked how they had the forethought to have snowmobiles too <laughs> in freaking yeah. D.C. 
Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, that, that's a little bit hard to believe. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that when they're running across the pond, I guess it is, <laughs> like <laughs> the one goes, like it looks like it's falling into the water the entire time, and yet the other guys go around the pond, no problem. No problem, yeah, exactly. And the one guy stops just to get shot. Yeah, oh, yeah. He just, he just oh, stops, yeah. looks back, yeah. and John just shoots him. Fuck yeah. Fuck, why not? But he manages to catch right up to him, doesn't he? <laughs> Has no problem. They're all on the same goddamn thing, but he catches up to him. And then somehow, even though it's dark out, mm-hmm. the guy, the you know, uh, uh, um, Sadler knows that it's John McClane and not the guy that they, you know, was supposed to be on the goddamn thing. How the fuck does he know it's John McClane? It's dark out. Nobody can see Nobody anything. Nobody can see anybody. Yeah, exactly. How would they know? Oh, turn around and go kill him. So <laughs> then he turns around, and John McClane's, like, shooting, and this is when he figures out yeah. that it was all a setup it was because all he's shooting the gun, and he knows he hits him. Yeah. And he, you know, and then the uh, Sadler starts shooting at him with a red clip. Mm-hmm. And that's when he goes off the side, and they're assuming he's dead. But, of course, you can't fucking kill John McClane. You can't kill John McClane. It's impossible. It's impossible. You shoot him in the fucking forehead, he'll just get back up. That's right. Like a goddamn zombie. Fucking zombie. So McClane goes back to the airport, goes up to Lorenz, who's just cussing him out some more. He's like, hey, bullshit. he's going to arrest him. He's going to arrest him, and that's when McClane opens up fire with the the, the, uh, fake bullets. Yeah, which... I'm pretty sure would have gotten him shot by someone. <laughs> like, all the cops pull out their guns, but they don't bother to shoot at the guy who's shooting at they their were waiting, captain. They were making sure that it was fake bullets. <laughs> they didn't want to shoot him too fast. Now, you know? well, wait a minute. If John McClane was black, he'd be uh, so dead right he, now. Yeah, exactly. He'd be, he'd be dead. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. So anyway, he shoot, he shoots him up with the blanks, and and uh, me and Sophie were sitting there watching this, and he's like, "Get on the, get everybody in here. We got to go out there." And I'm like, "And get me a fresh pair of pants." <laughs> <laughs> you, you open up with a fucking machine gun, you're gonna shit your pants. It's yep. gonna happen. Yep. So yeah, that's a that's an awesome. That's a great scene that I remember from when I was a kid. That is a, so, so, uh, oh, well, we forgot the whole subplot with Thornburg. Oh, Atherton, yeah, because uh, it's not as important. It really isn't. It's not as, it's um, like for, it was a forced, it was forced. It, it kind of just so that Holly had something to do. Yeah. So William Atherton comes back as Thornburg again. <laughs> the, uh, the, the guy who kind of fucks everything up. He does it again this time. Yeah. He fucks everything up again this time. Gets everybody on the plane all worked up and then gets all the people in the airport all worked up, which keeps them from being able to drive out to where the plane is. So, of course, it's one-on-one John McClane against all of the bad guys instead of having the backup of the police with him. So now he's got to go and get into a helicopter, Mm -hmm. even though he hates flying, which that doesn't make any sense because he's literally flying in every fucking movie he's in. Yep. But he hates flying. Um, so he has to get in the helicopter with the uh, the reporter woman mm-hmm. who's trying to get a story from him the whole time. Yes, yes. He gets in the helicopter. And you get another classic line of, you know, <clears throat> you give me this story and I'll have your baby. And he's like, that's not the kind of ride I'm looking for. <laughs> My daughter really enjoyed that line. That's great. So, um, yeah, so that was uh, – it does play into the story, but not really until now. Like, other than the fact that he gets kicked – you know, you keep seeing him get fucked <laughs> because he gets kicked out of first play, first class, yeah. and he has to sit back with the common folk. Yeah. And then he tries to play this bullshit like, I can't be within 50 yards of her. It's like you're on a fucking plane. Yeah. It's not even 50 yards long. Yeah. And then he, you know, he kind of figures out what's going on, mm-hmm. which, you know, you have to give him a little bit of cred because, you know, he's actually a decent – he's a decent reporter. He's just yeah. a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Because like, he figures out what's going on with Nakatomi in the other movie, yeah. and he figures out that something's going on here. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, you know, he, fig- he he gets all the information, then he grabs one of the phones and he goes back into the bathroom and he uh, calls back to L.A., which then, of course, gets everybody yeah. in the airport worked going up. worked up and everybody on the fucking planes get worked yep. up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it does play in, but not until the very end. Right. And it's literally just the whole fucking subline is so that you can have you know, this recapture, you know, what's her name? Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah. Uh, you know, punching him in the first movie. Yeah. And this time, you know, she shocks, shocks. him with a uh, <laughs> the taser. taser. The taser. So, I mean, that, that's the whole reason for him to be there, yes. just so that you can have that one moment uh, of Holly, yes. you know, getting the comeuppance. So, uh, you know, that, you know, and it also does place... You know, instead of John McClane actually having backup for a change, he has to go after all the bad guys on his own on his again. Own, on his own again. And what happens is he lands the, he lands on the airplane wing, shoves his coat, jacket. Yeah. his jacket into, like, one of the flaps, which yeah. causes the Noriego who's playing the play. What the hell is going on there? He looks over and sees McClane, and John Amos and William Sadler are like, we're going to take care of him. One of the biggest differences between Die Hard and Die Hard 2 is I think, well, <laughs> I don't think you can ever try to compare the villains. No. I Yeah. No. I I mean, as much as I like William Sadler in this, John Amos is, is a joke. Yeah, John um, Amos is a joke. You know, because he's... And what's up with that? Like, the entire time before they go to the, uh, the church, yeah. they're just hanging out at the airport, doing nothing. Yep. Just doing nothing. Well, we're just waiting them out. He literally says that. Just, just yeah, doing nothing. We're just waiting them out till he makes a mistake or some bullshit like that. I'm like, what? Why did you come here then? You're doing nothing. Yeah, it's 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 um. <sighs> so yeah, but um, you know, he wants to play chicken when he's in the helicopter. He wants to play chicken with the fucking plane. The guy's like, no, I'm not doing that. So yeah, he jumps out onto to, the wing. We got we we can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't draw, you know, William Saller and Alan Rickman. You cannot. No, no. Fucking Alan Rickman is. I, I have to go back. I mean, we we've sucked Alan Rickman's dick so <laughs> yes, many have. goddamn times. It's not even funny. But there's a reason for that. Like he is awesome. Yeah, he is. He really He's is. Um, I Thespian. I can't. Th- I mean, there are a couple things that I've seen him in that I'm not a huge fan of, but it's not because he's a bad actor in it. It's just because the fucking movies suck. Like, he did one about wine drinking or some yeah. bullshit like that. It's like, ugh. It was a shitty movie. Right. Um, but not because of Rickman. Rickman is fucking awesome. He's awesome. So that's the one thing that Die Hard 2 lacks is the villain. Because I think Rickman helps, is absolutely helped make Die Hard. Well, the scene with Rickman doing the fake American oh, accent. Yeah. Yes, yes. That scene alone is fucking classic. Yes. Okay. I mean, and there's and and it's just nonstop in that movie how much, how good Rickman is. Yeah. He could carry the movie on his own, and that's what you really need is that bad guy that can carry a movie. Yeah. Sadler, I don't think that they gave any character to Sadler. As much as, like, you know, he's a badass and he's cool, he doesn't have much character, not like Rickman did. Yeah, Rickman just, definitely had, like, yeah. oh, you could feel like he had a whole backstory. Exactly. Sadler was just some army guy. Right. And and it, it's he's almost non-consequential. Yeah. You could have, like, Amos could have been the same guy, and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. It doesn't matter. There's two guys. Um you know, the only thing that you can take from it is, you know, having that scene at the very beginning where he is just like fucking in the nude and just tough as shit. Yeah. Like you that kind of sets that mindset where, you know, if it comes down to a fight between him and Bruce Willis, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Because this guy's a badass. Yeah. And it does get to that. It does, which is where we But and 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 the good part about that is the best part about that is is he fucking loses. Bruce Willis loses yeah. that fight. He loses that fight. And that's the one thing that I will say that I really yeah. appreciated about this movie. Because, like, John Amos, 
you know, heavy set dude, yeah. like not much, you know, not, not very agile. He beats he and, beats Amos. Amos goes to the the jet uh, propeller. Right, which you had to do because <laughs> that always fucking happens anytime. There's a, ever since uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. Anytime you're near a fucking you propeller. know wing of a, a propeller of Someone's a plane, somebody's shit. going through it. Um, <clears throat> so. You have that scene. And then Sadler comes out. But at the same time, he sets up where he's oh, pulling the gas. That's right. Like, you know, he's got the gas pulled out but not open yet. Yes. And Sadler comes out. My daughter's like, why didn't he just shoot him? I'm like, because he's on the, he's over the fucking wing. And that's plus, where the gas is. And Noriego <laughs> tells him not to shoot. He's like, don't shoot near the place. It's loaded. With right. Gas. So uh, that would have been bad. And she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So they get in the fight. Sadler whips his ass. And as... Willis, Sadler beats his ass, yeah. dude. And as Willis is falling out of the, off the the wing, he grabs the gas dump and yanks it, so gas is just flying out. Sadler just completely misses the fact that it happened. Yeah, well, He's I just mean, who was out? Like, but I don't think anybody would have seen that. You know, it's under the wing, so it's not like you really would have seen it. Well, anyway, um, Sadler goes back inside. Sadler grabs the coat so that they can get away, and he goes back inside. And that's when uh, you get your yippee ki motherfucker line. Yeah. And he lights the thing, and the then, then he's just like, you can find the, you can follow the light. I know the <laughs> light, the light. It's like, ugh, I don't like that line. Yeah, and then all it's the- It's not well done. It's it's horrible, <laughs> and then all the planes just start landing one by oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, there's no way planes would come in that fast yeah, behind each like other. literally just <laughs> Anything like could happen. Two, yeah, yeah two know. feet next. <laughs> Everybody starts landing, and this is another ridiculous part. Is then you know, Argyle comes out of nowhere. Oh like yeah, he's been waiting the entire time on the sidelines in a little golf cart just to come out here. Which, how yeah. the fuck does the golf cart get there? When you're watching the plane land, you see the snow is so thick. I don't know that there's no goddamn way. Like the plane is pushing snow, so there's no way a golf cart's gonna fly, gonna drive through yeah. that shit. Uh, not to mention that. There's snow everywhere, and then they open the door and kick out the fucking little uh, raft thing that they go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's no snow. There's no snow. <laughs> there's like a ton of snow, no, no and snow. then there's just no snow. It's just fucking gone. And and then, uh, so the, so Argon comes up, and not two seconds later, here comes, here comes Lorenz. Oh, yeah. And he, all his part was... Fucking McLean. He gets out, man, your parking ticket, blah, 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 and then he gets back and just leaves like, what the fuck, was he waiting just to do that Did too? you get a parking ticket in front of... <laughs> yeah, I did get a parking ticket, and you towed my fucking car. <laughs> I got no way of getting home, but at least I don't have a ticket. Ooh, Merry Christmas. And, of course, <laughs> the weather outside is delightful. <laughs> man. That's <laughs> like my, my fucking little... Daughter is like, what good's that going to do him? He can't get home because yeah. he doesn't have a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I wish she could have been here tonight. She uh, had to go to her mother's because uh, uh, basically a scheduling snafu. Oh. She was supposed to be here, but she couldn't make it. Anyway, she loved Die Hard. Um, I think she really liked Die Hard 2. Yeah, Die Hard 2 is great, too. You know, it you was. can't. I don't know that you can you can compare Die Hard to anything. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I think in and of itself, it might be the ultimate action movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and there's different kinds of action. There's fantasy action. There's all kinds of shit. But, you know, the, come on, dude. Like, it's the everyday guy in a no-win situation. Um, and they managed to repeat it in Die Hard 2. The only issue that you fall into is once you start getting to Die Hard 3, 4, 5, and 6, which hasn't even released yet, um, you just, it becomes a joke of itself. I mean, first off, 3 has nothing to fight. I mean, it's a, it's a cat and mouse movie. It it has nothing to do with, you know. It's Jeremy Irons, which is cool. Yeah, and he's pretty good, and and you get the backstory yeah. where it pushes back to Nakatomi, yeah. and they do some shit, and then you get Sam Jackson, which yeah. I mean, come on, nobody really dislikes Sam yeah. Jackson. They might like him, not like him personally, but as an actor, dude, it's it's very difficult to find many roles where Sam Jackson's not awesome. Yep. Matter of fact, one of my very favorite 
roles is where he's a total pussy, and that's uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes. <laughs> where Gina Davis is like a hard-ass, badass yeah. chick, and he – like he starts as the like, a badass, and as the movie goes on, he's like more and more of a pussy. The whole yeah. movie, it's great. Yeah. So, um, but he, you know, that and of course his best role of all time uh, in the Michael Jackson video. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, sitting next to Macaulay Culkin. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's an Eddie Murphy role too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I I haven't seen that in a while, but I do remember him being in it. So, all right. Well, that's it for Die Hard Two. Great movie. Yeah, I don't. I think we we nailed that one. Yeah. I don't think there's much left to do. Nothing. Nothing. It's an action movie. Uh, it's not. There's there's not much left. Um. I mean, it it, it ends up having a great happy ending. Yeah. You're, you you walk away. You're fulfilled. It did everything that you wanted it to do yeah. because it was essentially. The same movie, just in an airplane this yeah, time, in an airport instead of a building. Loved it. I loved it. So yeah, I love it too. I don't. I don't. You know, my daughter loved it. Um. So unfortunately, like I said, I don't think you know none of the other Die Hard movies are Christmas movies, so mm-hmm. you can't really can't really follow that trend with something else next yeah. year. All right, well, we'll be back next week with, uh, well, we don't know yet. What yeah, we'll come up with something Christmassy. Yeah. That's Christmassy. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. JB's Driving Podcast. Take it easy. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow